The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Inside Out with your host, Beth Green. This is James Maynard, your co-host. Today's topic is ambition, friend or foe. You've heard people say, don't hang out with that guy, he has no ambition. But then you've also heard, watch out for that new girl, she's ambitious and doesn't care who she steps on. Ambition, is it good or bad? Do you have it? Do you lack it? Do you like it in yourself but distrust it in others? That's me. Are you embarrassed to have it? That's me too. Do you think it's okay in some areas but not in others? Definitely. Let's get real. In this edition of Inside Out, host Beth Green blows the cover on ambition. What exactly is it? Why the love-hate relationship with it? How do we transform our relationship to it so that it supports rather than drives us? I'd like to know that one. And how do we get it if we need it? For honesty and new insights, trust Beth Green and Inside Out. Tune in, call in, email, or participate as you're comfortable. And uh, also, we invite you to participate afterward in our new post-show phone and online forum where our audience discusses each show, the topic in each show. And there you can uh, click on the right of the host page and you get more details as we go along here. So join us in being a part of our growing online community. And now, here's Beth from the Inside Out. Hi there, um, welcome everybody to Inside Out. So happy to have you, and so nice to have you back with us, James, as a full participant. Great to be. But uh, we uh, we loved Helen so much. She's going to be calling in today for sure. We have something that she's going to be talking about too, which has to do with something that James was just mentioning, which is our online discussion group and our forum call. So we mentioned it a couple of weeks ago. We're going to talk about it again, about how to get you more involved in Inside Out and in your own time at your own leisure. But let's first talk about ambition. So there's a lot to cover on this topic. And, you know, on the one hand, if you think about how we typically think of ambition, well, we think about ambition as the same as drive. You know, someone has a drive to get something done. I think that's kind of the energy of it, don't you think, James? Yes. So um, we see people who are kind of like, ah, lackadaisical, they don't care. It's like, oh, my God, they have no drive. They have no ambition. They have five hungry children that are sitting around and smoking pot. And uh, it's like, ah, oh, well, manana kind of thing. So we don't like that, especially for our children to marry into. We want somebody who's a go-getter who's going to get things done. And so that is one way that we think about ambition. I think we think about ambition also in more specific ways, like, Oh, so-and-so is really ambitious. Uh, she wants to become a movie star. Well, that, that is pretty ambitious, I think. So, <laughs> uh, you know, that's the kind of energy of really having a focus on something which is very difficult to achieve. 
but that you're going to go for it. And what all of these have to do with is the sense of zeroing in. And so when I was thinking about uh, ambition and trying to think it through anew for today's show, what occurred to me is that ambition is a way of focusing our minds and our energies on a certain goal. Well, that's, is that good or bad? Well, it depends on how we use that energy. Let's say I have an ambition to become the best, I don't know, pipe fitter in the company. And in the process of, I don't even know what a pipe fitter is, by the way. So that'll tell you that that is not my ambition. <laughs> but, but supposing my ambition to become a, the best pipe fitter in the company leads me to find a fabulous pipe fitting discovery, how you can fit pipes better. And I don't want anyone else to know because I want to be the best pipe fitter in the company. Now, is that a good thing? No. Why? Because if everybody could do a better job fitting pipes, then we'd have better pipes fit. Right. Better, betterly fit pipes throughout. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So in that case, what, what's happening is we're being dominated in an egoic way for our needs. And we are using that energy to promote something good to make it be something that could actually be selfish. Another way that that could not work would be, let's say, I'm still trying to be the best pipe fitter in the company and I don't I don't want to get any angry emails from people who are professional pipe fitters who said that I have no idea what I'm talking about but that's <laughs> fine I, I, I believe it I believe it um, you got me I'm, I'm guilty but let's say that's what I want to do and what I do is day and night day and night day and night I think pipe fitting and I'm focused on that meanwhile I have five hungry children but I'm not going to feed them because I'm too focused on discovering this new pipe-fitting thing. Now, you think that's funny because we're going to say, oh, well, those of us who are not pipe-fitters, we don't have that kind of feeling towards pipe-fitting. But let's say I want to be the best spiritual teacher on the planet or you want to be the best mom on the planet or you want to be the top lawyer in your company or you want to be the biggest gang buster there is, I mean, you know, the, the leader of the biggest gang, whatever it is. And in the process of focusing on that, we are completely neglecting the needs of the whole. So let's take a look at what we've already talked about. And we're already seeing the problem with ambition. If we see it as a focus on something, as narrowing our focus to something that we feel absolutely driven to do, we notice that we may not be taking care of other things like our children that is part of taking care of the whole. Or simultaneously, we might not be taking care of the whole, meaning the whole company, because we're not sharing. So we're ignoring the needs of the whole, not only the whole company, but if you've discovered some fabulous way of doing something and you don't share it with the world, then the whole world loses the benefit of that. So that's two different ways, you see, that that focus uh, on a particular ambition is ignoring the needs of the whole and can be very dangerous. Well, let's say 
we are also ignoring all of our needs. That's also a very serious consequence of that ambition, that drive, run amok. So that if I'm focused on becoming the most favorite teacher in the school, then I'm going to be pandering to all the kids. I'm going to want the kids to think I'm their favorite, and I might not discipline them when I need to. That's hurting them. But it's also hurting me because I'm depriving myself of the opportunity to do something that I feel I need in order to teach my class, which is to discipline the kids. Or I'm not taking care of feeding myself because I'm so busy trying to prove that I'm the best teacher that I'm going to hang out five hours after school is over and tutor everybody for free and take care of everyone. And then when I get home at 10 o'clock at night, I stuff myself with pizza and you know, soda pop or something like that, destroy my health, don't get enough rest, and ignore all of my other needs. So what we're seeing is that the problem isn't ambition in the sense of having some drive for accomplishment. The problem comes when that drive for accomplishment overwhelms and overcomes the whole, the needs of the whole, whether it's other people in the company, other people in the world, my students, me, my children. When I'm not thinking about the needs of the whole, then I am being dominated by that energy, that ambition. So that's how I would like to introduce this program. And we can be ambitious about anything. I'd like to share about this. Uh, I have another perspective to add, if I may. Great. Please And that do. is uh, the ambition to make money. Uh, as a youth graduating from high school, going to college, my ambition was to be a success. And so the, being a success meant making a lot of money and mm-hmm. having all the things that money can buy and all the freedom money can buy and all that stuff. And so at the sacrifice of myself, Mm-hmm. I chose to go to a prestigious university instead of one that would be better suited for my aptitudes, which were not along the lines of becoming an accountant and <laughs> becoming a lawyer, which is what I pursued. I actually yeah. got a degree in accounting, and I got a degree in law, and what, what the heck was I thinking? and so not only did I deprive myself of the fulfillment and happiness and satisfaction that I could have had had I been truer to myself done more in the way of discussing with counselors and taking aptitude tests about what are my aptitudes I sacrificed myself and I deprived the world of my making more of a contribution than than just being somebody trying to make money that's fabulous that's a perfect example of how ambition is run amok, and it really dominates us and and uh, blocks us from considering the needs of the whole, whether it's our own, the whole of ourselves, or the whole of society, the whole of uh, of the people that we're working with. So that's really terrific. I would like to now challenge our audience because our listeners are out there, and some of them are saying, "Hmm, but what does this have to do with me?" Well, that's a very good question. Uh, why don't you think about something where you've had a drive for something that really made you micro-focus on it to the detriment of yourself or others? 
Now, this could be being the prettiest girl, you know? It could be being the most studly guy. Uh, The prettiest girl has been spending hours of her life trying to make herself up or wearing shoes that are uncomfortable or the studliest guy. He could be taking uh, steroids or human growth hormone. or I mean, those kinds of things. It could be to become what we aren't. And you see, here's a big piece of this because I want you to think about something where that ambition has gotten a hold of you and has made you ignore, ignore the needs of the whole. And while you're thinking about this, I want you to add in this perspective, which is if you are a rabbit and you're running around in the garden being just being a rabbit, eating all the lettuce in the garden or whatever rabbits do. Are you being ambitious? Of course not. You're just being yourself, right? But if you're a tree and you decide that you need to be a rabbit and you're going to focus all your attention on shifting from being a tree to a rabbit, then that's an ambition. Because it's outside the scope of reality. So what James was just talking about is that in his life he can see that his need to be successful, or at least to look successful, and to make lots of money, got in the way of his being a rabbit. He was a rabbit if he was really a rabbit. Or being a tree if he was really a tree. Or being a turtle for that matter. When we are truly fulfilling ourselves and our potential, that's not ambition. That is self-realization. So think about yourself for a moment, and we would love to have some callers who uh, are willing to spill the beans about themselves and blow this thing open for themselves about how have you been ambitious What were you trying to become that you weren't? And who did it hurt? So, James, give out that phone number. If you have it. I have it right here. Uh, Please call in uh, to the number 866-472-5795. That's 866-472-5795. Or you can email a question or comment to Beth at bethgreen.org. (sighs) <sighs> we'll give people a moment to meditate on this question. <sighs> okay. Have you thought about it? Are you ready to talk about it? Why would we not want to acknowledge that we are ambitious And that this drive and this energy is going the wrong way and taking us the wrong way. I want to make sure that everybody gets what I'm saying. Let's say you're a really talented artist and you have a desire to express yourself through art. Is that ambition by the way we're describing it? Absolutely not. That is your self-realization. But if you're not a talented artist and you're trying to pretend that you are, then that's pure ambition. I, I should, I should um, clarify this. 
too. When you are a talented artist and you are realizing yourself, but you're doing it at the expense of your children or yourself or whatever, that is also ambition. Not because it isn't a realization of yourself, but because it's a realization of only an aspect of yourself. And that is the point. In that case, it is your self-realization, but only the self-realization of a part of you because the rest of you, the parent, the, the lover, the, uh, you know, the human being who needs to be fed, the rest of you is starving, so it is not the realization of the entire self. And James, I'd just like to l- let you know that we have three callers already I see that. ready to oh, go. Yeah, yeah so, I'll, hold my, I'll hold my comment and let's see what okay. the callers have to say. Excellent. Their, yeah. Our first caller is Todd from San Diego. And take it away, Todd. Hi. Hi there. Welcome to well, Inside Out. Yes. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> well, my story is very similar to James. Um, I, I don't know what I uh, really wanted to be. I mean, I wanted to be, <laughs> you know, uh, I, when I was in college, I thought I was going to be like a DJ. That's what I wanted to be. And um, mm-hmm. I won't go into a long story about why I didn't go down that road. Uh, I'll just say simply, the music industry was changing at that moment and was becoming more like formulaic and formatted radio stations where you didn't even get to choose your own songs. It's just all determined by a computer and what songs are most popular. Mm-hmm. So that didn't seem very appealing to me because I enjoyed the creativity of you know putting together songs that match the day and the mood and all of that. So then I decided... <laughs> I don't know where I got the notion that I should be a consultant, but I think it was really driven by wanting to uh, impress and prove, um, just try to be important and useful and valuable and all those things that, um, you know, that sound good, but it wasn't, I wasn't good at it. Um, I mean, I had some some skills in helping people with their computer issues and so forth. But as far as really being a consultant and delving into things like you do and uh, seeing the hidden motivations that people have and so forth, I just wasn't, you know, I wasn't good at that. I wasn't skilled at that. And I also was uh, too fearful and wanting to look good to really um, do that in a way that was, you know, if you're going to be a good consultant, you have to be willing to go in there, as you say. Yeah. (laughs) And... Right. You know, go go for the jugular and, you know, find out what's really happening, right? Yeah. So I just, I was rarely willing to do that. And um, so I didn't succeed in that business. Um, but that, the ambition is what drove me to be, um, you know, to want to have a certain status or stature or yes. importance is yes. what really drove me to do that. You, this is such a perfect example of what we're talking about, Todd, because... On the one hand, your desire to be a DJ came out of your desire for self-expression. Yeah, yeah. When that desire for self-expression was not finding expression in the realm in which you were associating it, you Mm -hmm. took that desire for self-expression and said, I've got to be me, and I think that there's something about this. That I, that I want you to look at right now about why, because you said I don't know exactly why I thought I should be a consultant. It has something to do with that blocking off that desire, that having felt blocked off in the desire for self-expression in the music industry 
what did you think was going to give you self-expression in consulting? Um, hmm, what did I think was going to give me self-expression in consulting? I think I've got the answer. Okay, well, I think I might have the answer. Well, Let go me ahead, go ahead. Let me propose something. Is, yeah. You know, uh, telling people what to do? Yes. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. So if, when you look at the bottom of it, you're, what you're seeing is that your desire for self-expression had already been hijacked when you became a DJ mm-hmm. or when you wanted to be a DJ. It had been hijacked by the ego that says, I don't just want self-expression. I want to be in charge. I want to sit here with four million records, pick the one, do the mood, whatever it is. So there was a certain amount of desire to dominate that was interlarded into, that's a word most people don't know, but integrated into the desire, self-expression, desire to dominate were connected. When that desire uh, was frustrated in the DJ part, you lost the part that had to do with your Mm self-expression. And you went ahead and you started to try to uh, find a way to tell people what to do as being a consultant. And you tried to align with whatever the powers that be were that had the clout to force people to do what you wanted. So it's that you, what happened was the, they, you, they were mixed before. The desire for self-expression and the desire to dominate were mixed yeah. when you wanted to, be a, to become a DJ. Mm-hmm. But that, when that was frustrated, you got angry. And the part that won was the part that wanted to dominate as opposed to even the mix with the self-expression. It wasn't self-expression anymore. Mm-hmm. It, you weren't expressing yourself so in the way that you were trying to be a consultant. So w- w- what you did do instead was you chose a way of being a consultant that brought power behind you mm-hmm. so that you were in charge by aligning yourself. Let's say if you align yourself with a more powerful organization or with somebody bigger than you just sitting alone in a, in a little cabinet as a DJ, that you had some, some force behind you. So you were using that force of whatever company you were consulting for or whatever boss you were working for, whatever it was, you used that power to fulfill the ambition to feel dominant. Mm-hmm. while you were simultaneously letting go of the real desire for self-expression. Did you get it? Yeah. Great. Thank yep. you so much for calling. We You're have welcome. to go to break. And we uh, don't mean to rush you off, Todd, but we have three more callers, four no, more callers on hold. Thank <laughs> okay. you. Thank, Thank you for you. calling. And let's go to break. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Bring Beth into your world in person or via the Internet. Learn how by visiting her website, bethgreen.org. At the website, sign up for her newsletter to keep abreast of her latest activities, blogs, videos, and more. Just for signing up, you'll receive a free PDF copy of Living with Reality, her 688-page volume that helps us understand ourselves in relatable terms, as well as offers a proven program to heal and co-create a better world. 
But there's more. Learn about Beth's four other books, both fiction and nonfiction. Check out her gorgeous music, which is heartfelt and mystical. Become acquainted with Beth and James's programs for healing and training, and discover their community, the Stream Center for the New Spirituality, which welcomes you wherever you are in the world. All this and more can be found at Beth's website, www.bethgreen.org. Again, that's bethgreen.org. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You're tuned in to Inside Out with Beth Green and co-host James Maynard. To reach us on the show, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is beth at bethgreen.org. Now, back to Inside Out. Welcome back to Inside Out. Before we get to our other callers, and we have lots of people already waiting, which is so exciting that we're willing to take a look at this in a new way. I just would like to now talk about the other side, about what about the guy who has no ambition? You're saying, oh, God, what a love. He's just sitting there. He doesn't want to do anything. Why am I saying in that case he doesn't have enough ambition? What we're realizing through the discussion, I hope, is the problem isn't that he doesn't have ambition. The problem is that he's blocked in his energy going towards his self-realization. So if a guy is sitting around smoking pot all day or is uh, somehow running around wasting his energy, that means that there's something blocking him or her from actually being the rabbit that they are or the tree that they are or whatever they are, of bringing the fullness. Now, they may have this idea that that's all they are able to do. It's like, oh, I'm just, that's all I'm capable of is just sitting around. But I don't think that's ever the case, that we're always capable of making a contribution, realizing ourselves in the process. So it's not that the person is lacking ambition. The person is lacking the drive for self-realization. So that kind of rounds out the whole picture that on the one hand, we have a drive for self-realization that can get mixed up with ego and that the ego wants us to be something that we're not, or we have that drive for self-realization and it has been squelched uh, by some experience, by our parenting, by something that's had by our own illness that we can't, uh, we, we've been blocked from uh, realizing ourselves. So with that, I'd like to go to our next caller, who is Amy from San Diego. Hi, Beth. Hi, Amy. Well, I was originally going to say something that, um, as Todd did, that I'm very much like James, but now I'm thinking that the, the um, focus has changed. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure what to say. I mean, I know I was looking for uh, proof that I was smart, well, Amy, do you feel like maybe you should hang up and call back? I'm not trying to get rid of you at all, but I think that you're right. I, I, I sense that you're absolutely right, that there's something else percolating for you. Okay. And uh, if you don't feel ready, why don't we go on? Um, sure. I don't know if we can put you on hold. Uh, well, let's put you back on hold. Can we do that? Fantastic. But don't go away, Amy. Okay, the next person is Erica. Hello. Hello, Erica. Hi there. It's great to be back. Can you hear me okay? Yes, we can. Oh, thank you. What a great discussion today. 
I um, really have been able to zero in from the help of this discussion that um, in raising my family, my kids, and being a part of a marriage, I was really being so self-protective. I was really squelching any appearance (laughs) of ambition. Um, I think I chose the safe route. Let Let me choose being a mom. And really pushing that much longer than it was necessary to mm-hmm. my kids even. Mm-hmm. Um, thank goodness I have kids that, that will stop me and say, mm-hmm. you know, I don't need that. But it really took quite an act for me to lead that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And very grateful that I have and really acknowledging that it has taken so many years just to connect with any form of ambition that will push me. Um, How difficult it is to really connect to that energy. Mm -hmm. Well, let me bring you back, Erica, to the way that I have reframed this, is that it's really self-realization that you've been lacking. And what is the drive? It's not that you need ambition. It's that you need to unblock the drive for self-realization. When I meant, you know, when I was talking about the rabbit, the rabbit doesn't need psychoanalysis to be a rabbit, (laughs) right? Because it is a natural self-realization. So I'm talking about that level that each one of us has a real self that can be self-realized. And when we do that, we don't need ambition. Ambition is kind of the focus, the micro-focus on something which really gets us out of balance as we've discussed that. You know, but I started out by talking about very neutrally. Well, it is that micro-focus, the focus on something, on the drive. But now as we've discussed it in a more full sense, I think you're, we're realizing that it isn't that we need ambition at all. It's that we need to unleash our energy towards our self-realization because if yeah. we do that, we will have lots of drive in the right direction and yeah. we will not be hurting ourselves or other people. So I just want you to reframe so w- uh, what you're saying and put it in that context. I really appreciate that directive, that guidance, because I can, I can put it into a perspective of becoming all of who I am. Yes. And discovering that and the joys of discovering that and putting the drive behind that. Yes. Yeah. I really appreciate that. I can yes. see that. And I can see that that has been my goal. And it, it takes so much work sometimes, but it is the joy of just becoming who I already am. Exactly, exactly. So going back to the tree and the rabbit, uh, you know, if, if you're trying to become a rabbit or you're becoming, trying to become a tree or trying to be something that you aren't, you need ambition to drive you. And it's yeah. always going to feel like a drive because it's so against our nature. So I want well, to thank you so much for... Oh, I'm sorry, Erica. 
I'd like to move on because we have uh, several oh, other yeah. callers on hold. And I think we've completed this piece, but I know that you're going to be thinking about that more because, of course, the real question is what has been blocking you to have the drive for your own self-realization? So yeah. thanks so much for calling. Okay. Thank you. And now I'd like to call on Helen, who was our my co-host for a while and uh, my co-host with along with James. Uh, so, Helen, welcome to Inside Out. Can you hear me? We can. Great. Um, I've enjoyed the conversation so far, and it gave me some insights because I don't feel like I've ever had much ambition in the way of working, even though I've always worked hard. I didn't have a particular idea in mind. I think my life has been more around the ambition to be loved. Yes. And, uh, you know, that's taken shape in many failed relationships, uh, in spoiling my only child, in um, sometimes not confronting people around me that need to be confronted, including my clients. Yes. So... um, that's all I see at the moment. I love that. I love that, Helen, because that example really exemplifies what we're talking about when we're talking about self-realization. Because self-realization is never being loved. Being loved is not a form of self-realization. Loving, becoming a more loving person could be a form of self-realization. Do you see? Because one is passive. Being loved means you're aiming to get other people to do right. something to make you have a certain feeling and experience. Right, exactly. That's the opposite of self-realization. Right. That's, uh, that's realizing an image through other people. So I think that your example is so important for everybody to look at. It's like, oh my God, if my ambition, for example, has been to be admired... That cannot be self-realization. Nope. No, it's, that's about manipulating other people to have a certain reaction to me versus actually being myself and let the chips fall where they may. I'm so glad that you called in, Helen, at this point because um, I'd like you to tell our listeners about these incredibly exciting inside-out discussion forums that, um, as James mentioned earlier... Guys, when you're on our house host page, turn your eyes to the right, and you will see a line that says something like join our online community or support groups. You think I remember what it said. I'm not on our host page. <laughs> but it's something like that. It's very clear. Uh, I think it's the second one down, join our support groups or something. And, Helen, you're in charge of them. Would you please tell us all about them? Well, there are two ways that you can join us after listening to the radio show that are wonderful, rich, deep conversations and dialogues with, dialogues with other people who are also listening to the show. One of them, and my favorite one, is to call in live on Thursday mornings at 6 a.m., and we know that's very early. That's Pacific <laughs> time. 6 a.m. Pacific, Pacific time. Pacific time. 6 a.m. Pacific time. And the number... Should I say the number? It's on the sure. Website. The number. Sure, why is, not? Yes. It's a. It may be a toll free a toll number depending on your phone plan, but it's eight three two 
551-5100. And then you dial extension 173-936-POUND-1. And now, a lot of you like- are driving, and you couldn't write that down. So if you go and you click on that link on the right side. Oh, I can, tell, I can tell our listeners what that link is. I'm looking at it right now. Ooh, goody. Yeah, you go to the Voice America host page of Beth Green, and it's the it- second item on the right which says, Join our post-show forum via phone or Internet. Just click on that. Great, great, great. And this is particularly important for people who listen to our show but can't listen to it live. Exactly. Or they there can't was a woman call. last week. Yeah. We're physically located in California. A woman last week called in from Toronto who really loves the show, but she's at work when the show comes on. So she can't call in, and she really appreciated the live dialogue that we have. And it's a very honest dialogue, you know, very... Just like the just like the radio show is very honest, very real, and, and very we inside out. Everybody to call in. It would be, be wonderful to hear from all kinds of listeners that uh, we don't know personally, but you get to feel like family very quickly when you join these calls. And the second thing is to go to bethgreen.org, and there is a an Inside Out forum blog there. And every week I write a summary for that blog, a summary of the radio show, and we welcome comments. And I will be, I will be notified of each one, and I will get back to you with some words of encouragement or if I think you're off on the wrong track or whatever, we can have a dialogue that way. So either and one also or both, people, we yes, welcome thank your you. participation. And if you put something on the blog somebody else might read it and respond to you. So that becomes a whole online discussion. I think this could be so supportive. I absolutely love it. And uh, really, really, really hope that you guys uh, get involved because a lot of people are listening and either they don't have the opportunity to call in live or they feel a little bit hesitant to talk about themselves so openly, but you can do it. Via the internet, you know, do the blog. And you don't have to expose yourself if you're uncomfortable doing that, but you can still get the support and you can still be a member and make a contribution and realize yourself. Yes. (laughs) So is there anything else? I don't think so. I just want to make sure everybody feels welcome to join us. We'd really love to hear from you. Thank you so much, Helen. It's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Now, that's what an enthusiastic member of the Inside Out audience has done, is really facilitating this, and we are just so uh, excited. Um, We are going to be going to break in a minute. So um, at that time, we, we still have a couple of calls. We'll be going back to Amy. So we're going to let Emmy know that she's coming right on as soon as we finish with our station break. So don't go away. Be visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel.
bring Beth into your world in person or via the Internet. Learn how by visiting her website, BethGreen.org. At the website, sign up for her newsletter to keep abreast of her latest activities, blogs, videos, and more. Just for signing up, you'll receive a free PDF copy of Living with Reality, her 688-page volume that helps us understand ourselves in relatable terms, as well as offers a proven program to heal and co-create a better world. But there's more. Learn about Beth's four other books, both fiction and nonfiction. Check out her gorgeous music, which is heartfelt and mystical. Become acquainted with Beth and James's programs for healing and training, and discover their community, the Stream Center for the New Spirituality, which welcomes you wherever you are in the world. All this and more can be found at Beth's website, www.bethgreen.org. Again, that's bethgreen.org. The 7th Wave Channel, on The Voice America Network. You're tuned in to Inside Out with Beth Green and co-host James Maynard. To reach us on the show, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is beth at bethgreen.org. Now, back to Inside Out. Welcome back to Inside Out. It's such a pleasure. Uh, We're having a great conversation today. We checked with Amy during the break, and she doesn't quite feel ready. So we have another caller uh, who we will greet first, and it is Rose. Hello. Hello. Hi, Rose. Oh, hi. I've been, uh, wow, trying to figure this out. I'm I'm really grateful to have your support to uh, uncover something that I did when I was 22. Is this the right ship? Yes, it sure is. All right. All right. Let's go for it. I think I had an, um, uh, a drive to be special or even maybe spectacular. And when I was 22, is that right? Yes. Yes. And when I was 22, I, um, I took on um, owning a dance studio. And, yeah. um, you know, it's a pretty big thing to take on for a 22-year-old. And I, um, I used ambition, I think, to kind of blow my life up. And uh, I think I was somewhere in my psyche, I knew that I was on the wrong track mm. and I, I was doing drugs and I, I, um, I did a drug deal to acquire some musical tapes to help me put on a production for mm. my studio and uh, this landed me in jail. Wow. To prison for my ambition. Mm. Um, but... I believe it has a, you know, big silver lining. It it really altered the course of my life, and and I gave up drugs (laughs) and became a better person after the fact, I think. So your question is? I really really never looked at it this way before, um, before you're bringing it to this realization of our self-awareness and Trading ambition for self self realization versus mm-hmm. ambition, um, trading it off. Uh, mm-hmm. My question you, is: I guess yes. some, is there anything more you want me to know about this, or you can yes, yes, there is some. There's something like what were you really trying to accomplish 
by starting this studio? What was your purpose? Even if it was unconscious. What were you being driven to do? Um, break away from a boring life. New. No. Was I trying to prove something to myself? Very close. You're trying to prove something to... To others. Somebody yes. Else. Yes. Okay. To the world, um, I would say. To the, to the world. At, oh, okay. Yes. And what were you trying to prove to the world? <laughs> the only thing that comes to mind is that I know what I'm doing. Well, uh, let me tell you what's coming to me. <laughs> um, what's coming to me is that you were trying to prove to the world that you were not poor white trash... And um, did you think you were? Uh, sure. Was that a sure or a not sure? Uh, yeah, that was a, that was a sure. I mean, yes. I, I come from that, right? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. come from un- unsophistication, uh, uneducation, that kind of thing. Ooh. Okay. So you felt unsophisticated, uneducated. And you were trying to prove to the world that you were not poor white trash, which is what you really believed you were. And so could you have truly gone towards self-realization at that time? Could I have? No. Yeah. Because who you thought you were was just, we're using that as a phrase, right? Poor white Mm -hmm. trash was what you thought you were. Mm -hmm. And so to realize yourself would have been to have accepted that that's what you were, it was to to have demonstrated to the world that that's what you were. Do you understand what I mean? If if I think that I'm a tomato plant and say, oh, I'm going to realize my tomato plantness, that's what I'm going to be realizing. I'm going to show the whole world that I am indeed a tomato plant. So what you believed you were was poor white trash. If you had gone after self-realization, that's what you think you would have actually manifested. On the other hand, if you became an owner of a dance studio, you would prove that you were not poor white trash. And that was not truly manifesting who you were at that time, even, I mean, in the best sense. Because if you had been going after true self-realization at that time, what would you have done instead? If I had gone towards self-realization of my, my true white trashness? No, your true self. Rosa, am I getting through here? The whole point <laughs> is you thought you were poor white trash, and so you believed that if you had self-realized, that's what would have come out of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, I see. But that is not what a human being is. Yeah. That's a stereotype. That's not real. Right. Okay. Right, right, right. So if you had truly gone after self-realization at that time, you would have been doing what? Uh, I would have continued it at college, I think. Yes. Yeah. That's where I was when the when the dance studio came to me. You know, it presented itself to me. Uh, I was in college. Right. You would have continued in college and tried to see who you were, allowed that to evolve. The right. realization of what you had to offer and who you were and letting yourself get educated and nurtured and finding a direction for yourself. But because you didn't really believe in yourself and you didn't 
invest in your self-realization. Instead, you invested in proving that you were not poor white trash. And, of course, by taking drugs, you proved that you were poor white trash. Right. Right? Right. And so that was the irony of the whole thing because taking drugs and being dysfunctional was who you thought you really were. Mm-hmm. So it felt to you, I hope everybody's following this and it's not too obscure, but I'm, I'm trying to be as clear as possible. You thought that you were poor white trash. Taking drugs was the realization of the self that you really weren't, which was yeah. the poor white trash, right? Then at right. the same time you were so horrified by that, you felt the need to prove that you weren't, so you tried to open the dance studio. And then, of course, that whole thing is a house of cards and it collapsed. And the Mm -hmm. good news is what you said was that somehow you were able to use this experience to drop all of it and to come back to finding your way to real (laughs) self-expression because you did stop the, the drugs. So let's think of that as a developmental stage where you had tried to prove it was truly ambition. You were trying to prove that you were not who you were, that you didn't actually understand who you were, didn't have any valuing of yourself, and therefore couldn't go towards self-realization at that time. But that this experience, on a deeper level, you could say that you were guided to bring this to its ultimate logical conclusion, which is you end up in jail, <laughs> where everything stopped. Because right. you couldn't continue that on anymore. It was complete self-destruction. Yes. And sometimes we have to do that, right? We have yep. to completely self-destruct in some off thing that we're doing in order to come back to our true self. So I congratulate you on that, and I hope this answered your question. It did. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome, honey. <laughs> so now let's go back to Amy and see if we can support her if she hasn't already yeah, figured it out. Are you there, Beth? Yes. Um, I notice I'm upset, and I'm not sure where the turn went in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I wanted to do something brilliant on the show, and yes. instead I find myself not certain what I'm supposed to be talking about. Mm. Um, but I was thinking more while uh, Rose was speaking, and I think what I was, uh, before even going to medical school was, after being a star in high school, college, I kind of floundered. I did all right, but I didn't seem to have any quote-unquote drive. And I was a French major, and my parents' reaction to that is, what are you going to do with that? Mm. And so I think then the drive or the ambition to be smart again or appear smart again and do something that was very structured, which I found comforting, was to go to medical school. Mm-hmm. But I was com- completely stressed out, so it wasn't uh, self-realization in any way. Right, because if you had really loved it and if it was really your self-realization, you would not have felt stressed out. You would have felt, oh, my God, I love this. Exactly. So I think that you're totally on the right track, Amy, and it has to do with what happened when you said you went to college and you became a French major, you were floundering or not doing that well? Well, I was doing well, but I, it was not like I were, was in high school where I was at like top of the class. It was just okay. 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 So you're, in a way, it does go back to what Todd was talking about. That's what I that, thought. Yes, it does. And that um, your desire to 
express yourself as a young person then in school got interconnected with um, the ego that needed to prove that you were, in fact, you know, superior or spectacular, whatever. Right. And the desire to study and just enjoy the process of learning became, in a sense, contaminated by the ambition to look smart. And so when you got to college and you were still realizing yourself in terms of, gee, I'm enjoying this kind of study, the part about the ambition was being frustrated. So you dropped both of them. (laughs) The being... I'm not sure, what did I drop? You dropped the part which was your self-realization is about, I like being a student. Oh, yes. You see, you dropped that because it had gotten uh, contaminated by that egoic need. It had gone hand in hand, you see, with the egoic need of looking spectacular. So then you were lost because in your earlier years, self-realization and ambition had worked together in tandem. But when you got to college, they didn't. Because what you were doing in order to just be yourself was no longer bringing you that appearance of being the superior stellar student. And so then you didn't know what to do. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, though I'm not sure why I didn't know what to do, except that I didn't have any... I felt like no ambition. There wasn't well, anything I wanted to be. No, it was that you didn't have the juice anymore because your ambition, your egoic ambition was no longer being fed by what you were doing. And when your egoic ambition wasn't being fed by what you were doing, you didn't want to do it anymore because you didn't have enough self-love at that point or clarity or consciousness to be able to say, but is this really what I want to do, regardless of whether this is making me look like a star? Right, regardless of whether I can actually make a living at it. (laughs) Exactly, or any of that. You know, like, worry about that another time. And so, but it really wasn't about making a living. It was about feeling spectacular doing what you were doing because you didn't look that way anymore. So I, we have to close because we're really getting to the close of our show. Right. But I hope that everybody, I, I think that was a fabulous example, Amy, because there, here's another example of what happens when ambition takes over our self-realization is that instead of continuing to follow something that maybe in a year or two you would have found that you really wanted to be a religion major or maybe it have evolved into something else but that it was really true to you. you. You went the other way. You said, okay, well, what's going to make me look good? Well, be a doctor. That certainly is as spectacular as you can get, especially for a woman <laughs> uh, at that time. Yeah. And so uh, that's what happened. The ambition won and self-realization lost. Right. And it was so thing- that. I wanted to show I could get into a really great school. Oh, there you go. So we have to let you go now, but thank you so much for that call. And I would like to thank every caller for another fabulous conversation. Okay, so James, will you tell us what's going on next week, and then I'll come back and try to wrap this up if I can. Very good. Our next edition of Inside Out will be young or old. We're all aging, so let's do it well. Two sides of aging, loss and freedom. Become a teen and resent your greater responsibilities or relish your new freedoms like a car. Become 40 and regret the loss of physical strength or beauty or be relieved that you don't have to prove that you're macho or look perfect anymore. Become 70, which I just did, and hate being hard of hearing or rejoice that you can pretend deafness. Oh, that sounds good. And just tune out what you don't want to hear. 
If we can regret or embrace the changes of age, which are you choosing and why? So let's uh, have a discussion about this and uh, cultivate the skill of embracing our aging at any age. And call in, share your stories, your comments, your questions. And now uh, let's hear the last word from Beth Green, our host. Thanks, James. Well, I'm really looking forward to that program because unlike you, of course, I'm not aging, but everybody else is. So <laughs> uh, well, I, I would just like to say how much I've enjoyed this. And I'd like each one of you in the next week to be thinking about has ambition corrupted your self-realization? Have uh, that need to prove yourself in some way? Uh, have you lost the sense of your needs as a full human being, even if you're doing something that you love. I mean, you can, uh, you know, I could be doing, I love doing Inside Out. Um, and last week I had injured myself and I did the program anyway because I loved it and I wanted to do it. That was not hurting myself. That was not ambition. I needed to connect to my audience last week, even though I was injured and in bed. And that's the difference. When you finish doing something where you are really being called by your self-realization, by you know God's will for you, and another putting it another way, you feel realized at the end and you feel satisfied. But when you've been driven by ambition, you feel wiped out, wasted, stale, stressed. That's when you want to hit for the 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 uh, cupcakes or the drink or whatever it is. So notice what you're doing that makes you self-realized when you're being taken over by ambition and realize that you can have a life of real accomplishment where you are realizing yourself if you're no longer looking for the juice that only ego can give you. So do participate in our forum. Please go to the right side of our website. Take a look at that. Join our groups and participate and become a real participant and contributor to Inside Out. Thank you for making us a part of your week. Listen for the next edition of Inside Out with Beth Green and James Maynard next Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Have a great week. Bye.